Have you ever been a second base? Neither have we. Welcome to the Hash and Halos podcast with your hosts, Manny, Daniel, and Paul. Take it away, boys. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Hash and Halos. As you can tell, this is not Manny. Uh, Manny, unfortunately, will not be able to join us on the podcast tonight. But joining me is my good friend and colleague, Paul. We should have like we, we should have had like fake little voice sounds for Manny to be like, oh, he's still here. <laughs> doing good, doing good. Oh, yeah, yeah. So just like he just says something every once in a while and no one would know. Yeah, just like a little like soundboard, just like Manny, just like, ah, oh, yeah, I believe the Angels can do this. <laughs> We're going to win against Kansas. Just like a little quick thing. I agree. I agree. <laughs> Make him agree with everything we say. Yeah, exactly. Just like, oh, you're right. You're right. <laughs> Damn. All right. Next time he misses a podcast, we'll have to we'll have to do that. Because he, you know, works or something like. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. you get it. You want to make money. <laughs> anyway, anyway. So um, since our last podcast, our angels went on a road trip to the East Coast. And unfortunately, they ended that road trip with a two and five record against the Boston Red Sox and the New York Yankees. Uh, we started off game one against the Red Sox. We lost five to three. Five or four of those five runs against the Red Sox were unearned. And it was just a really, really sloppy game. I think Rendon threw away two balls and Renjifo completely botched a ground ball or something like that. And it. Basically cost us the entire game. And there were just that, just some bad base running, even on top of that. Some missed signs and just. just Yes. Yes. Yeah. Just. Sloppy mistakes that if we didn't make, we would have won the game because we outplayed the Red Sox. Like we out hit the Red Sox. We outpitched the Red Sox, but they just played better fundamental baseball. And that ended up winning them the game. And, I mean, going to the Rendon thing just really briefly, I don't remember if it was Nevin or someone said later or one of the beat writers that the possibility for his bad throws was he got hit in the shoulder. And I guess it was causing some, I want to assume, like a nerve twitch or something. I I never saw a video of it, but people said you could see his hand kind of twitching. But in that case, I mean, why was he playing? I don't know why you would have played him in that situation if that was the case. So somebody messed up there, whether it be him saying, ah, I got this or the coach is letting him play. I, I kind of understand them letting him play because just because he's had such this, such a negative aura around him over the last two years. Yeah. Like if all of a sudden you stop playing cause you got hit in the shoulder with a pitch that's yeah. that's going to be a bad look, I think. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. And then maybe even it gets in his own head of like, oh, here I go again. You know, just random crap giving me injuries. Oh, yeah. And that probably was in his head on the throws. Like, he probably is thinking about how he can't mess this up because he doesn't. He doesn't want to, uh, you know, perpetrate the rumors that he's just always hurt. So, yeah. It could have just led to him throwing it away. Yeah. Um, Rahifo just excuse, unexcused. It's just bad. Like, he just has issues still defensively. But yeah, man, he 
Ranivo's really struggling in the infield. I mean, he's really struggling pretty much doing everything this season, except today. He had a good game today, but uh, we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he has struggled. And then I, I fully understand. I was really, I'm not confused, but a little confused at not sending Ranjifo down instead of Fletch. But I guess when you compare them, Ranjifo has had a bat. You know, he, he's been able to hit the ball, get the ball in play. He's been unlucky a lot in a lot of the games this series of just hitting it hard right at somebody or just somebody making a great play in the infield and robbing him of hits. But Fletcher hasn't been hitting anything. And Fletcher's obviously deep, fine. He's an amazing defensive player. Renhifo's not an amazing defensive player. So I kind of feel like they went with the bat and were like, all right, Fletcher, you go down AAA, work on your bat, come back. He will get some playing time, and then and then maybe when Fletch comes back, if he comes back, they they kind of swap it around. I don't know. I, I think Renhifo's bat is just too valuable against yeah. lefties. Against lefties, um, against righties, he's not existent. He he no, shouldn't even be this. He shouldn't. He should not hit. I will die on this hill. He should not be hitting from the right from the left side of the plate. Yeah, make him hit right-handed. I don't care. There's no chance he is as bad hitting right-handed against righties as he is on the left side of the plate against yep. righty. I don't I get it. The only reason he still hits lefty, he hits lefty at all is because he does have some power from that side of the plate. But I don't care if you have power, if you're batting 160. Exactly. Okay. I believe last year, his splits were something along the lines of a 900 plus OPS from the right side and 600, just over 600 from the left side. I was gonna say it was it was just barely over six hundred, yeah. And it's like bad, he's like just, bad against right-handed pitching from the left side of the plate. And if that's me, right? If if I know I can be a switch hitter, and that's my stat line, I'm just done. I'm just like, okay, well, I guess we're not doing that right now. We'll, we'll practice it, you know. Maybe if we're winning by like fifty runs, you know, if it's just a no win, you know, we're not gonna lose this situation. Sure, I'll go from the other side of the plate. Why the hell not? But in a normal game, in a normal inning where you're still fighting for a win, I'm going to go where I know I have a better chance of getting a hit. I wouldn't even bother. Exactly. He should be hitting from the right side of the plate. And it looks like that's kind of what Nevin's been doing with him uh, this last week since that that 5-3 loss against the Red Sox where his error, um, if he makes that play, the the first Rendon error never happens. Yeah, and the Angels either push it to extras or they just win the game right there. So, um, yeah, Rendon or sorry, Ren, both of Rendon and Renhifo struggled defensively in that game. Uh, hmm. And then in the next game, the Angels, I believe, was that the was that the Gio Urshela Grand Slam game? Yeah, and that was the Matt Thice Fiesta. Yeah, yeah. So the, the Angels got an early 4 nothing lead with a Gio Urshela Grand Slam over the Monster. Um, our pitching proceeds to be very wishy-washy, and it starts to blow the lead. Our hitting kind of slows down a little bit. And then we have a 7-6 to lead. It's the 8th inning, right? 7-6 to lead into the 8th inning. And... You know, Carlos Estevez starts to struggle a little bit. And then Matt Feiss commits two, not one, two catcher's interferences in the same inning. 
and it just it just costs us the game. If those don't happen, those stupid mistakes don't happen. Those guys then there's amazing. a good chance we either win the game or we push it to extras. And it's just dumb little things like that that are costing us games. We're not winning close games. We're throwing them. And that's one thing I don't get. I get it. This, I mean, so, you know, we're going to we'll jump a little bit ahead in the future and go, you know, as of right now, we do not know if, you know, Logan Hoppy is injured or what. He tweaked his shoulder in Boston, I guess was cleared, clearly, played in the New York series, and the very last at-bat um, of his today uh, did not end well for him. He got a hit, but something bad happened in the shoulder. They are still, like, waiting for doctors and stuff like that. They don't know. He's traveling back with the team to Anaheim, but they don't know if he'll be cleared to play or or what's exactly wrong. Um, but, like, Chad Wallach has been up since this. He's been in the, the taxi squad, which only exists for catchers. And he's been in New York on the taxi squad since he first tweaked it in Boston. After the Matt Theis fiesta and how well Chad Wallach has been doing in the minors, I don't get why it wasn't swapped. We we were using Matt Theis so sparingly. Ohapi was the main catcher. I just don't oh, yeah. get the thought process of, hey, we have this guy, another guy in the minors who has, he, he came up last season, you know, he, he didn't do an amazing. He, he did a few, whatever, he existed. You know, but he had done really well in the minors so far this season. Matt Theis has never done well in the majors. So I don't get why they weren't swapped. Now, I'm assuming, if not even for the short while, and hopefully it is only the short while, we will see Matt Theis, Chad Wallach, and eventually Max Stassi sometime, it sounds like, in May when he comes back. But I just I just don't get why bring... I get why they brought Wallach here into or here is in New York, but I don't get why you don't put him in for Stassi. I mean, Stassi, sorry, put him in for Thice. Exactly. I, it, it honestly, it beats me as well, but maybe I, it, it obviously it's Wallach's going to be on the team uh, when we get back to Anaheim because I, yeah. we'll get this later, but I don't think Ohapi is just going to like, oh, no, nah, yeah, I'm fine. He's not fine. So uh, Thice is going to have to be on the team for longer because we don't know where Max Stassi is. Um, but yeah, we'll, 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 get to, we'll get to that whole catcher situation in a little bit. Um, so after moving to 7-7 seven and seven on a very frustrating loss uh, because of those two catchers' interferences, the Angels then proceed to only allow two runs to Boston hitting the next day. Unfortunately, they only scored... One, their hitting, their offense was completely shut down. We got uh, four hits in the entire game. We just couldn't do anything. Great performance from Reed Detmers. Uh, good performance from Andrew Wance. He just made one mistake pitch to Justin Turner, and that was enough for the Red Sox to win 2-1. to one. And, uh, man, we cannot hit Garrett, Wick- Garrett Whitlock. I remember he absolutely shut us down last year, and he absolutely shut us down again on Easter on Sunday and just another frustrating loss where I believe we had more runners in scoring position. We just could not score them. 
that's been our, our thing this whole season is leaving guys on base. Like, I think it was yesterday there was, they were 10 or something like that. They, no, it was one for 15. One for 15, excuse me. Like, that's so bad. Like, atrocious. Yeah, that's, that has to change. If that doesn't change, you're never going to win games. Think about that yesterday game. One for 15, what, 3 2 game? To, to, fu- to finish it. So many wasted opportunities. I guess it, it's New York. It's not a bad team we're playing against. And I'm pretty sure a lot, last podcast I shit on Boston too, but Boston is definitely not a bad team. They're in a really hard division, but they're not a bad team. No, they're 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 not. I mean, they're not. Boston the are a little bit. I think the Red Sox are a little bit better than maybe we had initially. Yeah, anticipated, but it was just still. It we should not be losing three out of four to this team. If we're gonna make the playoffs, we're gonna have to beat the Red Sox. We should. Yeah. Better than the Red Sox. I believe we have a better pitching staff than the Red Sox. I believe at the end of the day we have a better uh, offense than the Red Sox. And I believe we have a better bullpen than the Red Sox. I think that we're better than the Red Sox in every facet of the game. But but we lose three out of four. And that's just... Well, I mean, yeah, we lost. And we clearly lost. But we lost on stupid. We didn't lose on pitching, ran it down, and just could not keep, you know, could not get an out. Or... Hitting could not get a hit. That, there was one game where that was true, but where we just couldn't score anybody. That was the third game. But like we lost game one and two because of dump. And we almost lost. I mean, we won game four, but we almost lost game four because of dumb. Oh, my God. That. So I guess we'll go to game four. Um, the Angels got an early lead. Uh, at one point, we led five to one. And then the rain came. And it just felt like the Angels were cursed because it was a Shohei Otani start. He looked, he, he gave, he was, a, he struggled a little bit in the first, as he kind of does a lot. He gave up a run, looked really good in the second inning. And then the rain lasts for almost an hour and a half, I believe. And Shohei's out of the game. Well, and, and they paused for like just maybe five minutes, 10 minutes before that, too, before the actual, we're calling it for a while. They'd pause it for a little bit and then went at it again. So it had been raining. The whole thing was wet. It was just a nasty, disgusting day. It really it was it was a it was a really rough day. So this was very fortunate that we ended up pulling this game out um, because it, it felt like a game that we were supposed to lose based on how the previous three games went. But luckily, we were able to save it. It, but man, we really push it down to the wire. I know Aaron Loop not only had a bad outing, but he just looked like an idiot out there. There's this play where I think there were two outs. Don't quote me on that. And there's a little roller up the first base line, and Loop goes to pick up the ball as the runner's coming, and he could beat the guy to first, but instead he decides to stand there and try to tag him, and the ball he just drops the ball. And the runner was safe, and the Red Sox, I believe, went on to score because of that. Yeah, just, so, just more dumb shit like that. The game did not have to be as need to be as close as it was. 
Yeah, so the actual like stat line from that game, we used obviously a lot of relievers because of course you have to in a situation like that where Otani only makes it two innings, not because of anything he did, but because he was sitting for over an hour. Um, but so when Otani, then Davidson came in, went 3.1, uh, only gave up one run. And so one another thing we're looking at right now is how good Davidson has looked. And on top of that, also just separately, just to mention it, how good Berea has looked. Um, then Loop comes in, absolute monster. Point only goes for point two of an inning. Two hits, uh, one run and one earned run. Moore comes in, clean inning. Quijada comes in, clean inning. Uh, Estevez has a little bit of a little bit of scary at the end. Two hits, one earned run, but it's whatever. I feel like that's just the Angels' closer way of I got to make the game interesting, so I got to give up at least one run. Um, <laughs> If not, well, getting I, I, thought the, I thought the game was so cooked when Devers hit that. But when Devers got that hit, and it was second and first and second, one out, uh, Red Sox trailing by two. I thought it was cooked. I was like, "Come on, bring on the walk off!" Oh my god! Actually, to be fair, I thought Devers was going to just hit a, I don't know, four fifty dead center. And if that happened, I might not have even watched the Yankee series because I would have been so pissed off. Well, you would have gotten points for it, right? So. Yeah, that's true. I would have gotten points. I have uh, Devers in fantasy, and I'm playing you this week. So yeah, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. When Lemayhu came up, bases loaded, I was like, "Oh, this is about to go 950," and then he struck out to Aaron Loop, and I was like, "You struck out to Loop, you bitch!" <laughs> <laughs> you were rooting for you were rooting for him to hit the. It was already losing eight three at that point. So you're like, yeah. Oh, it was done. It, you know? We we hadn't been hitting. I was like, you know what? I want to get some points. Grand slam. Do it. Bring it on. Come on. Uh, uh, just yeah. just for the sidetrack record, I'm currently beating Paul by 85. So no, 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 no. Last time I checked, it was 65. Uh, well, now it's oh, 85. Oh wait, I didn't see after. Could I think it got the win? Yeah, I didn't see after his win. Damn it. <laughs> anyway, that that's a little sidetrack. Just just to throw that in there. <laughs> okay. um, um, but yeah, we salvaged that last game against the Red Sox series, and then the next day we go to New York, and things look like they're looking up a little bit. We win again. We win this game five to two. We get some early offense. Seems to be the strategy of late. You know, we score a lot in the first three innings, and then we just don't do jack shit for the rest of the game. But uh, we're able to get a little bit of early offense. Shohei Otani hits a two-run homer. Uh, Rendon and Renfro each get... uh, Let's see, Rendon got two RBIs. Renfro got an RBI double himself. And... And, and just for um, people um, that aren't like keeping track of it, that was a Suarez start that I would have bet my entire paycheck we were going to lose. Oh, 100%. 100%. And, and, and not just because we were going to lose the series is because and, I was writing in, I was like writing in permanent marker, this game one is a loss. Yeah. And not just because of like Suarez has had consistently bad starts, whatever. Sure, he could have come around, he could have had a good game. I was watching it with Manny, and Suarez made it three, not even three and a half innings. Three, three hits, third. only two runs, which was a miracle because he got out of two bases loaded jams. And but one how with many walks, Paul? Yeah. Let's go to the walks. Three innings, six walks. <laughs> this whole Yankees series has been walk central, though, except for yesterday. Yesterday was not, but... 
the Suarez game. Well, okay. To be fair, Suarez was walk central. There was they had six walks, three innings, all Suarez, one walk for the rest of the whole game. Seven walks in nine innings. Which, when you look at that, you're like, oh, that's bad. And then you look at it's only Suarez, and you're like, only only Suarez. You're like, oh, never mind. Wants gave up one walk. Nobody else gave up any run. I mean, like literally, there was no hit. Berea gave up one hit. Yeah, our bullpen was absolutely shut down in this game. And I mean, even still, even after you know, like after the Boston game and this, uh, and that one, that first of the Yankee series, for me at least, our I, I already know who our best starters are, and it's once. I'm even, I, you know, this you is just, pitchers? I, mean, I mean, bullpens, I said starters, didn't I? Our best bullpen right now, like great arms. And this is not, I'm not going for the long relievers. So I'm not going to put Berea Davidson, um, Channing, I guess, technically, but it's, it's wants Quijada, Moore and Estevez. Estevez has had a couple eh, games, but those four are doing so like Moore, I don't, I didn't know who he was. I knew nothing about him coming in this. Every time he came up, I was like, I don't know you. I'm kind of scared. Now it's the opposite. I see Jimmy Herget come up. I'm like, well, that's five runs. When Tapera wasn't injured, I was like, maybe the injury was why. I was like, here it comes that loss is, you know, this one is gone. Loop, that was a guarantee. We already knew. Loop comes in, game's blown. Loop, they should only put Loop in if we're getting blown out and the hitting is asleep. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. Loop has been an absolute disaster. I I would rather them send, which I don't think they can do because I don't think he has options to be, you know, sent down to AAA. DFA Loop, bring up Warren. I rather have Warren. I honestly might agree with you on that. Loop's getting to the point where I genuinely think we're going to have to DFA him. Because he's just, he's been atrocious. He can't find the strike zone half the time. And when he does, he just throws absolute cookies. Like hitters yeah. are not intimidated by his arm angle. Yeah. He's at the end of the day, he throws 90 miles an hour. Like if you put one in the middle of the plate, a major league hitter is going to absolutely smash the shit out of that ball. It, it kind of reminds me a little bit of Steve Shishek. Like his, when, when nobody on the, when, when the angels had him and his little arm angle stuff was just, Everybody could see through it. It meant nothing. I know. Um, well, the other person with the arm angle is also not doing too hot this season. Although, Herget, I generally feel a little bit better about. Um, the, two, the two runs he gave up today were on just yeah. the most bullshit Gio Urshela hit I've ever... Or not Gio Urshela, sorry. Um, Isaiah Kiner-Falefa hit I've ever yeah. seen... This man reached like five feet off the plate and just poked one into center field. Like you should not have to worry about a ball that is placed yeah. there being hit. No, no, no. today, today, her giving up runs. Also, the fact that Angels hit and didn't do anything after you know later in the game, that it doesn't worry me. Um, he's he looked he you know he's had good starts or starts he's had good outings recently. So that's where I'm like, he just was unlucky that was just pure you know oh yeah he was cooking for us on monday yeah that was just pure like no one should hit that no, no one should be hitting shit like that like it was just crazy 
yeah, I, I really wasn't that upset about his outing. <laughs> no. Um, I, I'm hoping that also when Herget, not Herget, when uh, Tapera comes back, that the injury was the reason for his inconsistency. That's that's my hope. Whether I'm right or not, we'll see. But I I don't know. I like, mean, uh, Tapera was inconsistent last year. Yeah. He, he just shouldn't be our eighth inning guy. He should be our sixth inning guy. Like I tend to trust Lance, Quijada, Estevez, uh, guys like those with the later innings yeah. than, well, than I would with Tapera. I'm even trusting, like, I can't even believe I'm saying this. Jaime Berea. Like, Jaime Berea, way more than I trust Tapera right now. I, I, I can't even imagine saying that. Like, I, if you go three months ago and say, I'm going to trust Jaime Berea in an inning, I would laugh at you. I'd be like, oh, if we see Jaime Berea, it's this game over. It's like having Jose Suarez come up. But he's been doing well. I'm like, this is the pitching depth that we always talked about was if you have a starter, and we've had them recently, Sandoval, Detmers, Anderson, not able to go long. You have Davidson, who's been been used so much in this road trip and has done fine every single time he's come up. You will have Canning eventually when we, we don't have a six starter. And now you have Berea. We have three long relievers or spot starters if somebody gets injured that I would trust to be a starter. Yeah, exactly. Canning didn't get absolutely lit up by the Yankees. <laughs> he, he just proved himself. Canning had a really good start. So let, let's actually get to that. Um, yesterday, after this 5-2 win, we play a really tight game with the Yankees. We end up losing 3-2 in 10, and we'll get to the end of the game in a second. But positives, Griffin Canning has a really good start. He makes the one mistake pitch to Aaron Judge, and, you know, you make a mistake to Aaron Judge, he's going to hit it 450. Yeah. Which he did. Um, and then after that, he was... Very clean. He ends up going. Uh, he ends up going five and a third. He only gives up those. Uh, sorry, my thing's glitching out right now. He only gives up those two earned runs. He does give up three walks, strikes out four, and he was able to go a hundred pitches. So it was definitely nothing elite, but against the Yankees in Yankee Stadium, that's just a really good look. His pitches looked good. He looked like he had. He looked like he was composed on the mound. And I think that was one of the things that I liked the most before this injury a year and a half ago in 2021 and 2020. He never gave me the vibe that he felt like he was in control of his outings. Yesterday, he felt like he was in control of that outing. He was in control of his emotions. He was just in control of his pitches. And that was really good to see from him. Well, and especially considering he's, you know, recently back from injury, it just feels like I, I don't want you to be, I don't need you to be, you know, an ace as of right now. I just want you to get your foot back into it and to do well. And if you're doing well against the Yankees and you look good and it looks comfortable, it's like, oh, okay, wait a minute. You know, this is what we've wanted. <laughs> this is what we've been waiting for was you to come back and have confidence in your pitching. Exactly. And it's really nice to see. It's only two outings, but he looks really good so far. Um, Unfortunately, though, the Angels end up losing the game. And man, yesterday just felt like it felt like bad luck, to be honest. And good, good defensive plays by the Yankees. Um, Obviously, Aaron Judge 
robs a home run from uh, Shohei in the first inning earlier in the game. But on, I think the more impressive play was him robbing Brandon Drury of a go-ahead extra base hit yeah. in the top of the eighth inning. It ended up being the third out of the game. He makes a diving play in right center field. And I felt so bad for Drury, too, because he's been struggling. And it feels like he started to put a little bit more, uh, hit the ball a little bit harder recently. And that would have been such a good, like, hero moment for him yeah. to hit what would have been the game-winning hit because we know the Yankees didn't score uh, yep. in regulation. So it was, it was just really frustrating to see that, uh, that, that hit get robbed from Brandon Drury. Yeah. Good defensive plays uh, on the Yankee side. Oh, yeah, series. and then even more today. Um, so what do you think of the, uh, I think one of the more defining moments yesterday, it ended up getting Phil Nevin tossed because he was so pissed. Top of the ninth inning, two outs. Uh, Mike Trout is at the plate. I don't remember if it was second and third, first or second, but yeah, it's a 3-2 it. pitch. It's off the plate. Mike Trout takes a check swing, and he gets rung up by the first base umpire. What did you think about that? I feel like, okay, watching it, you know, if you watch it, the angle that they have of Trout and the plate, and you don't slow it down, you're like, we got hosed. You slow it down, I'm still like, ah, we got hosed. But also, it's like, it was, it looks like it was barely over the plate. So I'm not like super pissed about it. I'm more pissed about the, you know, bottom of the 10th. And the shit that happened in the bottom of the tenth, just are um, just just. I hate the Ghost Runner. So with the Trout stuff, I'm more like, it sucks. But you're gonna win some of those. You're gonna lose some of those. And just giving the very generic, just how Trout and Otani have both been doing this season, it's some of some of the it's painful. It's painful to have Mike Trout and Shohei Otani up in clutch situations. And for me to immediately write it off as ground out, fly out, strike out. They're not going to do anything. They're, they've been atrocious. Um, I think I, I saw a tweet the other day. I couldn't where find it either. Someone, yeah. Someone filtered out. It was like seventh inning or later. Shohei and Trout. Where they're the tying run or the tying runs on base or the tying runs on deck. So like a close, like it's a close game, but the angels are behind. They're both hitting like 150 in those situations. It's yeah, no, it's, it's bad. Been terrible. And, uh, as much as people clown on trout for being the, you know, bad in the clutch Shohei career wise has been terrible clutch like that. That's like a, a long-standing trend. I don't know if he gets like nervous or something, but Shohei is really bad in the clutch, at least when he's on uh when he's hitting. He's like the opposite when he's pitching. He gets super good in clutch moments when he's yeah. pitching. Um I, I don't know if it's a different mindset, but man, you could make a, a great meme compilation of Otani swinging in clutch situations because it, it's like a third grader sometimes out there. Oh my god, it's bad. And, like he looks like he forgets how to hit. And yeah. then, like, he walks the bases loaded, and then he'll just strike three dudes out like it's nothing. Because he just yeah. has the knack for being a badass in clutch like, situations on the mound, but can't do shit while he's hitting. Like, I'm not like, oh, I, I wish when he had come to the Angels, the Angels had been like, hey, guess what, buddy? You're only pitching. Because that would have been bad. He is a good hitter. He's a very good hitter. Oh, but, 100%. But in clutch situations, 
you know, there's sometimes when I'm like, man, you as a pitcher, you got that dog in you as a hitter. Sometimes though, dude, I don't know what you're doing. Yeah, I know exactly. You know, he has had a couple of clutch home runs recently. Yeah. I think the reason people, people shit on trout for clutch situations so much is because he does not hit home runs. He takes a lot of walks in clutch yeah. situations, um, which he almost took a walk in that situation yesterday. Yeah. Um, where people don't notice it as much as Shohei because when he does come up clutch, he really does. Um, yeah. 2021, the Angels are down to their final out in Fenway. He hits a two-run home run. They end up winning the game. Uh, last year against the Royals, he hits a three-run home run in the ninth to tie the game. Um, so he does have those clutch situations. Yeah. It's almost like he's swinging for the fences every time they're in a clutch situation. And he ends up looking like an idiot half the time. Yeah. And and it's kind of similar to Trout. Maybe it's also this season. I just, I feel like I haven't seen a lot of Trout hits. Like, I know he's getting hits. But I just feel like this has been a really slow start to the season for him. I feel like Trout normally starts really strong. And then he'll like kind of tamper off a bit in May. And then he'll kind of hold his hold an average for the rest of the year. This year, he just hasn't had that insane start. He still has an OPS somewhere around 950. So yeah, because he walks. You know, he's not shooting the better anything. No. Yeah, he's not having a bad season, but he's just not having his normal start to the year. He doesn't have as many. He's only he's still at three bombs, right? Yeah, three. Yeah. Yeah. So he hasn't hit a home run in a while. He didn't hit a home run on this entire road trip, actually. Yeah. So that was definitely a little bit bizarre not like him i mean uh, go an entire road trip without hitting one it was bizarre to not have him hit a nuclear you know weapon in seattle yeah i know he didn't hit one at all in seattle this used Um, to be you know my trout little league zone you know (laughs) like oh yeah that five game series in seattle last year was so beautiful he hit like five i think he had five home runs i think he had five home runs yeah yeah so Um, something insane yeah i don't know uh, and then just really quickly, just going through the rest of the, the lineup, just to talk about just how everybody's been doing. Ward fell off, and it, it's sad, but it's whatever. You know, everyone's going to have bad times. Um, I'm a little bit nervous about Ward. I'm not going to lie. Like, an overall nervousness about him. Because at the end of the day, he had one good season, and he wasn't he wasn't great after like May last year. So really it boils down to, he had a great two months and then he had a pretty good September, I believe to yeah. kind of like raise his OPS back up a little bit, but yeah, he he's been bad this year. Like, yeah, he had like the first week and a half was solid. And then he's just, he's been atrocious. He's been one of our worst hitters. But yeah, um, I think everyone else is kind of, Fitting in, obviously, we have a lot of, you know, temporary... St- well, not temporary, but... We don't have Walsh, we don't have Stassi. Um, I feel like if, you know, Renfro or Ward or one of them has... You know, where they just don't show improvement and Adele continues to do what he's been doing, maybe we see Adele at some point, or even, like, Mickey Moniak's been doing good, too. It just seems like... I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do with stuff like that, but I guess we have to wait and see. Yeah. 
Um, it's definitely a little bit nerve wracking. This lineup is not quite as solid as it seemed like it was going to be at the beginning of the year. And um, unfortunately, speaking of the lineup not being solid, uh, let's get into today's game. The Angels lose nine to three, but more importantly, well, Patrick Sandoval has an absolute blow up first inning. And then from there, it was just kind of cooked. We were up, we were within five to three at one point, but oh man, we just couldn't come up clutch. There were more runners in scoring position that we just didn't convert with. And then Isaiah kind of left absolute beast in, you know, just he's a shortstop. Yeah, just <laughs> what is he doing? But what is he doing like in center field? Yeah, playing like primarily maze. <laughs> Insanity. And so uh, Isaiah kind of kind of Falefa makes two diving plays in the outfield, more run saving plays. Um, Anthony Volpe on defense more yesterday than today, but he saved runs. And yeah. it, it was just getting really frustrating. The Yankees defense is absolutely smothering. At least up the middle, the Yankees defense up the middle is really good. Yeah, no, it is. It's 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 clutch. <laughs> and man, Isaiah, Isaiah kind of Falefa today just. Screwed us over. But the worst news coming out of today is that it seems like Logan O'Hoppy is pretty damn hurt. Yeah. So it was in the ninth it was in the ninth inning, so the game's already out of reach. It's nine to three Yankees. And Logan O'Hoppy takes a swing, hits a ball down the line that would be a traditional double, and then falls to his knees, grasping his left shoulder. Um, this is probably what is called a shoulder subluxation, subluxation. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. I'm probably not. I'm not in the medical field. Um, basically it's like, it's like the early stages of a shoulder dislocation. So his shoulder didn't actually come out of its socket, but the tendons that are holding it into its socket, um, are become very weak you're hurting those tendons basically. And it's like, it's like a, a pre-stage of a shoulder dislocation. Yeah. So something, I mean, go ahead. I was just going to say, and he had something that happened in Boston as well. A similar, not the same level of pain, but it was some kind of shoulder tweak. So that could have been the first instance of it. For all we know, maybe it's happened before, but that's the first noticeable time we've seen something. Yeah. So, and man, he he looked hurt. He, oh, he was he crying hurt. at first, and I yeah. can only imagine how bad that hurt. Now, okay, I, I don't think the crying is because of the pain. I think it's more of like an emotional Ooh, yeah. situation because you, you fuck up your shoulder. This guy, he's doing well in the majors. He's got his chance, and now yeah. we don't know how long this could last. There is a somewhat positive comparison, and that's to Fernando Tatis. He did this four times throughout the 2021 season. And he ended up getting surgery for the torn labrum at the end of 2022. But he pretty much played throughout the entire 2021 season, except for maybe a stint or two on the on the 10 day IL. So if Ohapi can somehow get away with that, that would be awesome. But it looked like. From what I saw today. It looked worse than any of those individual um, 
like reactions that Tatis had to any of his shoulder injuries. He looked like he really fucked up that shoulder. Yeah, so basically everything I've seen is same thing as Daniel. Either people are saying it looked like what Daniel said or possibly a, just a dislocation. But I don't I just hope um, it's nothing too serious. Yeah, I, it, it looks pretty serious. So it, I don't believe it was a dislocation. The only reason I, I, am, I feel like I'm somewhat qualified to say that is because I have dislocated my shoulder, my left shoulder, yeah. same one as him, seven times, and I ended up having to get surgery to repair a torn labrum. Uh, so I don't think it's a dislocation because you would kind of see, I don't think you would have been able to go to first if he dislocated it. Cause yeah, it's, I think we'd have been on the been like hunched over. You can't stand up at all if you dislocate it because it's your shoulders just not in its socket. But here, here's the main issue with this, um, besides Ohapi's health and the fact that, you know, I really hope he gets better because this this sucks. It can yeah. not only hurt your baseball career, but can, it can hurt a lot of aspects of your life. The fact is, uh, the Angels, one of the main things we did this offseason was improve our depth. Catcher is definitely our least deep position when it comes to major league talent. Yeah, because we don't. You know, we have we lose an infielder. That's actually not that big of the de- big of the deal at the end of the day. Like we lose Brandon Drury for a couple weeks. We lose lose Joe Urshela for a couple weeks. We're able to give a major league replacement. We're gonna have Chad Wallach and Matt Theis as our catchers. That's yeah. bad. That has to be one of the worst catching rooms in the majors. Well, I mean, it could be for months. We don't know how long Ohapi's going to be out. Well, we we know, and at least so we've seen from the from the minors recently, and we had Chad Walk a little bit. Wallach's better than Thice, but they're not at what the level Ohapi is now. We know Stassi should be back by May, so we know this won't be that. If Ohapi is gone for longer than a month, we know that we will have a major league catcher back. But it's still not what you wanted. We wanted Max Stassi, Logan Ohapi. That's what we wanted to see. I know. But at the end of the like, this is one of the major spark, plug, spark plugs in our lineup. Yeah. He had the most home runs. He was getting clutch hits. Today he went, what, three for four, two for three? Something like that. I think he actually ended up going three for four. Let me check it out real quick. Come on, he got injured and yeah, still he got three for four. He literally he got hurt on the on a double. It would have been yeah. a double. No, just yeah, it's really frustrating, and I feel bad for the guy because obviously when he's crying, like he's just seeing his like career flash before his eyes. Because who knows how big of a problem this could be? A shoulder injuries are no joke. Yeah, and it will end up in surge. There's almost no doubt it's probably going to end up in surgery it just we hope that it's bad (laughs) maybe there's a way to do it where okay this shelves him for like two to three weeks and then he comes back and then he's just able to make through the end of the season maybe he has to do another two to three weeks stint at some point but maybe he's just able to get through the season before having surgery in the off season because that is the thing about these kind of injuries they don't necessarily hurt one, one, they don't necessarily hurt on a day-to-day basis, 
they just take a little bit of time to heal and then they make your shoulder weaker to which makes more tears possible so it could be possibly even dangerous to be playing with this yeah i think it's just you know we hope he gets better and we'll wait and see i get i guarantee we'll know more uh if not tomorrow by monday yeah exactly um so that kind of catches us up to where we are now uh so i guess we'll go through a little bit of news we'll talk about the royal series for a little bit uh paul you wanted to mention jeff passan uh, <laughs> he sent out this morning you know uh used to like Jeff Pass, you know, great reporter. And I, and I do get what he was trying to say, but the fact that 130 plus comments were, you know, he, he is a national MLB, you know, writer. He's a reporter. When you have 135 comments on Twitter and people commenting it all over social media, and it's all just calling you out. I think, you know, where people stand on the Otani situation and what he basically said was he was like, oh, yeah, oh, based on the World Baseball Classic, if the Angels aren't a contender, and basically, you know, he was like, oh, they're not looking good now. They're not going to be, he's, he's going to be gone. Which, for me, I would not be surprised either way. If, if we are a contender, I could see him staying. If we're not, I could see him leaving. But I could also see him staying, even if we don't contend. And the only reason for that is because... I get it. He originally picked us over a lot of other winning teams, but it's more of the fact that I was just so convinced that Trout would never stay. And I get Trout and Otani, different people, different mindsets, whatever. But I was so, I remember when everyone was like, Trout's gone, Trout's gone. And I was so in that mindset, like, yeah, you know, I'm going to go to the games. It's be the last time I see Trout, you know, he's going to be with the freaking Yankees, you know, it's going to be so sad. You know, we're going to be, we're, we're, you know, we're just going to watch his career, you know, be amazing and we're going to sit here in sadness. So, and then he stayed. So, at least for me, I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to be sad. I'm going to be like, if Otani stays and we do bad this season, I'm going to be happy. If Otani leaves and we do bad this season, I'm not going to be shocked. I'm going to be sad, but I'm going to be like, I get it. I get it. We had, we had, you know, we tried to prove it. We couldn't do it. So, it's just funny to see everybody beating up on him in the comments for, for what he said on ESPN. You know, <laughs> I kind of agree with Jeff Passan. I'm going to be honest. That's definitely going to be an unpopular opinion. That's because uh, Daniel actually is a secret Yankees fan this whole time. No, I'm definitely he not. He the Angels. Fan. <laughs> I mean, I, I do hate the Angels. <laughs> I'm the biggest Angels fan of all, honestly. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I really hate this team. Um, I think it's different than Trout. I think, first of all, he sees the situation that Trout got himself into by re-signing with us. Yeah. And just the losing over and over and over again. And... I think Otani does mean it when he says he wants to win. I think he does want to win. And so here's the thing. I don't think we're in that situation where we have to like win the World Series to keep Otani. I even think a wild card would be enough to keep Otani because that shows that we have the capabilities of winning, right? Yeah. But yeah, I think if we have another season like last year and we win 73 games, I think he leaves. And I don't blame him for doing that. Yeah, no. 
I, that's what I'm saying. I, I wouldn't be surprised in that case. You know, it would suck, but I also wouldn't be like. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I, I wouldn't be like, oh my god, you left us. How could I be? Like, okay, sure. No, Ducks. I, I wouldn't be mad. Honestly, no. like, I'd be, I'd be sad. I'd be very sad. But I wouldn't be mad. Like, I wouldn't be booing him next time he comes and plays at Angel Stadium or anything. Now, if he hit, no, if he hits a home runoff, I'm booing. But if he comes to the plate, it, it'd be like when a lot of Angels left. Like, a lot of Angels leave. And if they're Angels that we know, you don't, we don't boo them. Because we understand you're just going to try and, you know, do better. You're not leaving. The only Angel I remember, and it was boo on sight, was, was Hamilton. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, but that was the, that's literally, he, deserves, that he deserves it. He deserves it. But that is literally the only former angel, even when Mac, Mike Napoli was just coming back and destroying us time after time, people still, when he came up, people still cheered for him. I remember booing the crap out of Mark Teixeira. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark Teixeira, too. I forgot about I that. Went to, I went to a game against the Yankees when I was younger, and I remember booing the crap out of Mark Teixeira. Yeah, no, that's true. I forgot about Mike, Mark Teixeira. <laughs> Yeah, because uh, he left us and he went to the Yankees and he won a World Series with those assholes. So that was frustrating. But uh, I was a little bit I was a little bit young, so I wasn't super sure why we were booing Mark to share. I just decided to boo along. You're like, yeah, you suck, Mark. <laughs> yeah, you're trash, bro. He, he, he was really good. He was not trash. No, nah, he was trash. Which is why he left the Angels. <laughs> we can't have anything nice. Um, so. That takes us to, I guess, let's talk about the Royals series first, and then we'll get into the Oakland news. Yeah. Um, how are you feeling going into the the Oakland? Oh, well, sorry, the Royals and the Oakland series. I'm kind of thinking of it as like a week long stretch. Yeah. Which which the only thing that sucks now, I might be wrong here. How many? Uh, how many games? It's three Kansas, four it's Oakland. Three Kansas, four Oakland. Okay. So it's a seven-game homestand against okay. the two worst teams in baseball. So we're doing the same thing we just did with Boston, New York. We got a seven-game series. If we don't win five or six of those games, Otani will leave. <laughs> I don't care. We could win the World Series after that. I would leave because Kansas is Kansas. Oakland. They're- is Oakland. terrible. The Royals just got pounded by the Rangers. And now the Rangers are the best team in the AL West. Unfortunately. Which is unfortunate. And I just, I, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's only because we were talking so much shit before the season started about how. Although, to be fair, the Mariners and the Astros, they're not having good starts this season either. So that's a little fun to watch. No, that is, I mean, the Astros had a rough start last season and they turned it around, but. So I'm not putting my hopes up on the Astros. I'm, oh, I'm not either. The Astros are going to win the West. Yeah. Mariners has been fun to watch. Um, but yeah, no, because I, I, you know, I'm now in Seattle. So go, I've been to two Mariners games, going to another one this weekend. Right now I'm one for one, one win, one loss. That was, that's the first Mariners win I've ever seen since living in Seattle. Because <laughs> every time I went to one last season, they lost. Whether it was the Angels, Houston, the Orioles, they never won. Um, so yeah, I saw my first Mariners win, hopefully another Mariners loss, uh, cause it's just fun to watch them lose. Um, but yeah, if we don't win five or six games against Kansas 
and Oakland. I we're, we're, it, it's it's cooked. Yep. And like like uh, you know, I I I have a feeling when we play Granky. Granky's been doing terrible this season against everybody. Terrible. I uh, Granky is going to no hit us. Um, but it's going to be a mutual no hitter. It's going to be just zero zero going into the ninth, and then we're going to walk it off. <laughs> I can't wait for that to happen. <laughs> that's going to happen. That's our official bull prediction. <laughs> we're going to win in ten innings, one nothing. <laughs> Granky's going to no hit us. I don't think the Angels have that kind of luck. That sounds more like a one nothing Royals win in ten or something stupid. Uh, like that. I mean, yeah, but I'm just saying it's going to be a very mutual, low scoring game. Probably going to be you know zero zero. The Angels are going to have some hits, but it's not going to be anything crazy. It's not going to be a crazy game, and then we're going to walk it off. I have that feeling. I know we can beat the Royals in a Granky start. Because we know it's going to happen. Greg, he's going to be doing bad. He's going to see us and be like, oh, it's on site now. I'm playing the Angels. I'm going to be ace Granky again. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm on the same page as you, though, when it comes to the five win mark. Going, f- I, I think five and two is necessary. Yeah. Four and three on no. most home fans is fine with me. Four and three is fine in most situations. This is our opportunity. We've been complaining about, oh, the Rays get this, you know, this schedule against yeah, dog teams. shit teams. Yeah. Oh, the Rangers, they got to play the Royals twice already? Come on. We have to prove that we can also beat those damn teams and not just beat them. We have to demolish them, okay? Yeah. We need to go 5-2. and 4-3 and three is frankly not going to be enough. This That bullshit that we did, of what we did against Washington, where we barely squeaked out two out of three against them yeah we can't have that we need to show that we are an actually good enough team because if we don't like yeah it's april but it's just reminiscent of years past and frankly like okay oh hoppy's gonna be out but it's not this team's injured to hell or anything no. this team is basically healthy we need to be destroying the a's and the royals yeah, we have one pit. Well, I'm not counting C Rod, but we have one pitcher out, one catcher, our first baseman, and whatever's going on with Ohapi. We have four players right now that are injured. Three of them will be back soon. We don't know about Ohapi, obviously, but we're not injured to hell. And if we can't do that against those bad, like, and also, this is the one thing I hate. We are playing, we've, we have played Boston and New York. That's seven games. We're playing Kansas and Oakland at home. That's seven games. And then we go on the road to play Milwaukee. We have no breaks until after we play Milwaukee. And then we play St. Louis. We have one break day. We have, we have travel day between uh, Milwaukee and St. Louis. That's the first of May. We have gone, what is it, 17 games? We will have gone 17 games, no breaks. Yeah, no, this scheduling's garbage to start the season off. There's there's so many instances of how bad this scheduling has been so far this year. Now, I can't fully blame them just because it is like the new format. Yeah. So they are kind of trying to figure out how to make it work. But 17 straight days of baseball, come on. Yeah, like what are you doing? Like I'm fine with a homestand where you just play seven straight games, but then give them a break the day before or the day after. Like, Jesus. Yeah, like, why going from playing 
I could understand Boston, New York, the day game, you know, today going and playing Kansas tomorrow, right? Like whatever. Okay. Why are we not having a break going from Oakland to Milwaukee? Like if, if you want to do Oakland, Milwaukee, like you have the break between, we should have the break between the Oakland and the Milwaukee series. And then yeah. why do we, why oh, yeah. do we need a, why do we need a break going from Milwaukee to St. Louis? Those aren't far apart. I don't know. These off days are really bizarre. I'd have to check Milwaukee's schedule to let, or like the Cardinals schedule to see maybe yeah. there's something on their end. Um, but I don't know. I, there, there should be, a, there should be an off day. It is hard scheduling 30 teams. So especially now it, that we're it's just frustrating. Everyone. It's just frustrating. Cause like we're in the shitty situation now, no breaks. Like we just have to keep going, but that's baseball. It's a marathon. Yeah. You've got to push even when, Shit hits the fan. Um, yeah, and then we can we can move on to our one spot of non-angel news, which is the long-awaited. Huh, I wonder if the Oakland Athletics are moving to Vegas. Well, it's happening. They bought land. They are going to be within walking distance of both Allegiant Stadium, where the Raiders play, and across the freeway from T-Mobile, where the Golden Knights play. And I am surprised how mixed the reaction is when everybody knew it was coming. And people are like, oh, you know, this isn't on the A's fans. And I agree. The A's fans haven't shown up, but their team's been garbage. I wouldn't show up. And Their team hasn't tried. Yeah, their, their management has not tried. To build a team. And they've constantly said, oh, you know, we're doing Moneyball. No, no, no. Moneyball is using $5 and getting diamonds. Not using $5, selling off any good player because you're not willing to pay them, and then going, yeah, so this this team of nobodies and washed-ups and schmucks, we're going to put them in. They're they're, AAA, they're worse than a AAA team right now. I feel like AAA teams would do better in the majors than they're doing right now. But the part where I'm so surprised... Is is the fact that we know that yes, their owner is cheap, and I'm pretty sure he's a billionaire and he's a cheap billionaire. But they have tried to submit applications to update that stadium with yes, with government money, but also with their own. And I get people want to say that you know, yes, these billionaire owners should be paying for the stadiums mostly themselves which I get Oakland has lost all three of their sports teams. Clearly this is not an owner issue. Nope. Now the Raiders did get a lot of tax breaks and they got a lot of, it was, it's like the most government money ever given to buy or pay for a stadium with Allegiant in New, in Las Vegas, which I get Vegas wanted a football team. They've been wanting sports for years. And now that the stigma was broken about sports teams, they're like, I don't care. We're spending all the money to get it. Um, but Golden State didn't stay, and they weren't trying to get government money to build a new stadium. They paid for their billion-dollar stadium in, in the waterfront of San Francisco with no government money. Yep. So one team left and built their own stadium. Another team left because they got money for it. And now we don't know what's going Oakland paid for their land. We don't know who's paying for the stadium exactly. I'm pretty sure it's not going to be all private money i can't imagine it is um i would be very shocked if it was a majority private money 
Um, but like, this is this not is just a just cheap owner issue. This is Oakland is Oakland. The stadium is in a shitty area. They have done they, nothing of infrastructure improvements, not even just with the stadium, just in the area surrounding the stadium. That stadium is is one of the older ones in baseball, but the four older stadiums in baseball are in 10 times better condition than that one. Yeah. So I'm like, <sighs> yeah, it sucks. And Oakland fans, you know, deserve better. Like they deserve a legit team to be there. But that city does clearly three sports teams have left. Yeah, there's a reason. Yeah. It's and not just because of three cheap owners. No, it's not. It's at the end of the day. Oakland is just not a great city to have a sports team in. And as much as the powers that be want to blame the teams, it's also your fault for not improving the city. The city is compared to other sports cities around the country. We Manny and I just went there a couple weeks ago. It's not a very nice city. It's not a place I would really want to vacation to. Yeah. Why would you and, want to go watch a game there? Why would you? And I get it. Most stadium attendance is the home fans. But why would you're not going to get those fans? You know, oh, I can't wait to go watch the Angels play in Oakland. No, I, I don't want to watch the Angels play in Oakland. I, I would love to go to see them play in in Vegas. Oh, or, I'm, I'm going to go see a game every year. Or when they play in Vegas. Or when they wanted to go to now, I get it. There was the stuff with the Giants, and you know when Oakland wanted to move to San Jose, and I get it, they had the whole like that's the Giants' territory. You can't move there. Whatever. San Jose is a nice city. They could have done well in San Jose if the Giants didn't put up stink with it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I hundred percent agree with you. But I think one one thing that really pissed me off about this whole situation was I believe it's the Oakland mayor giving a speech yeah. about how she's basically just shitting on A's ownership, which I do have problems with A's ownership, don't get me wrong, but how they basically like backstabbed and they moved, uh, they, they announced that in the middle of the night and all that shit. The Oakland A's have been trying to make a deal with the city of Oakland yeah. for years. If the city was serious about keeping this team, they would have... They would have done what was necessary to keep the damn team. But they don't want to give any public money. And even when they were going, there were there were proposals to give, to put them on a new site. And there was going to be a little public money. They weren't going to put it into infrastructure improvements around the stadium, around the current stadium. They weren't, they were going to make the owner put shopping malls parking lot uh, sorry uh over the parking lots uh, you know uh, housing and and turn it try to turn the stadium into a city i i know people you know who haven't been there and you're not you know you're not just oh i just want to google maps what the outside of the you know the athletic stadium looks like i guarantee you most people aren't doing that but if you do and you look at the stadium if they did that and they built up their little housing estate, you know, with apartments and shops and restaurants and all that stuff around the stadium. That would stick out like a. There's nothing around that stadium. No, no. The the surrounding of the Coliseum, uh, not great. There's literally like a wash of just like 
shit water running right outside the stadium that you have to cross a bridge to get over to get into the damn stadium. Yeah, there's it's not so like, sure. Would a stadium like that, you know, that's how they could pay for it, you know? They could have taken the money, done the stadium improvements, and then they could have had some shops, some restaurants, some apartments. Who the hell wants to live there? There's nothing there. Sure, you have your stadium, you'd have that little stadium environment, you'd have your shops and restaurants and housing, but the area around it is garbage. And I get you could maybe put the thing in of, oh, this little starts an improvement, but then you go into the whole, oh, it's, they're, they're gentrifying and they're just using it to take out, you know, it's, it just leads into even more debates and more issues about how this kind of stuff doesn't improve the areas that they're in. So they they lost. They would have lost every single argument. And I remember the proposal to put them like right on the water somewhere in Oakland. And that, you know, and I don't know what happened. I just know that plan died because the city didn't approve it. The city didn't want to deal with it. And you know what? That's your loss. There's 50 states in this country. 48 of them are willing to have, you know, baseball teams that make sense. You know, obviously, Hawaii, Alaska, a little weird. Um, If that mayor and that city are willing to do it, because basically how Vegas is going to has funded the, the Raiders stadium, they put a tax on the hotels. If they're going to do the same thing for Oakland, it wouldn't surprise me to get them there. If they put a little bit of an extra tax on, on tourists visiting the hotels. Uh, yeah. Someone else is willing to do it. There's so many cities in this, in this country that wanted, want teams. Yeah. As of as of right now, there are four major efforts to get MLB teams. There's na- this is just in North America, so counting everybody, even some that are major but haven't been talked about recently. You have Montreal, Mexico City. You have one in Puerto Rico. You have Nashville. You have Portland. There's one other that I always forget. Yeah. That have had. You know, people are pushing and there's efforts behind them to get teams in these cities. So if the team that's in your current city doesn't like what they're being forced to do, they have other cities that are already looking to start brand new, fresh teams, which guess what? That's a lot harder to do than, hey, Oakland, come on down. Yeah. Yeah, no, I... (laughs) I agree with you. It's it sucks for Oakland fans. I've I've followed a lot of A's fans on Twitter who are just like miserable right now. And like I, I genuinely I genuinely feel bad for them. They've been fans of this team for years and years. And now some of them are like considering changing teams because, you know, yeah. they're going and being a Giants fan because their team is leaving. Um, I think one of the most heartbreaking tweets I saw today was from the Oakland drummer section. And oh they yeah! Just said they're leaving the A's, or they, they they emailed A's and asked for their their drummers back. The drums are done. It was yeah. Uh, yeah they said sad. we've we've asked to retrieve them out of storage or something like that. And I was like, the the two things, even though I hate them, is the the drummer section is iconic, and the Battle of the Bay, and that's gone. Yep. And I get why would you want to be showing that kind of effort? No, they don't team? deserve it. No, they don't. No. And, and like, yeah, that's one of the things the A's are going to have to deal with in the move is for the next two or three years or however long it, they have to stay in Oakland, 
they are going to get no fans. They're the worst team in baseball, and they everyone knows they're moving. They're lucky yeah. if they draw two to three thousand. Yep, on a weekday. And and the and, fans that were going over the hope of you know what this is a bad year. It sucks, but you know, it's not it's not the end. Well, yes, now it is. They're yeah, not. It is. They're gone. They're gone. There's nothing they're going to, you know, it, <clears throat> and, and I was joking with one of my coworkers today. I was like, now watch, now they're going to turn it around because now they want to have a good team when they show up in Vegas. I don't mean now as in this season, but I kind of wonder <clears throat> if we'll start to see them have better, better trades, better moves, better decisions. I don't know. I, I think, well, they're going to just naturally, they're going to start making more money in Vegas. Yeah. Like, more people are going to show up to these baseball games. Oh, they're going to be sellouts. Becoming a sports town, like the Raiders and Golden Knights have done amazingly in Vegas. The Raiders haven't even been that good since no. moving to Vegas. And, and they've done well. They're packed every night. That, that's, that's the shit standing room or every day. You know what I mean? Yeah, but every Sunday, yeah. It's, it's crazy. And we knew, we knew Vegas wasn't going to get an expansion team. It was a matter... It was only a matter of time until Oakland moved unless the city changed their mind and you, we knew that they weren't they weren't gonna put in yeah I don't get me wrong I think Oakland was trying to keep the A's but they oh, didn't yeah. put it they didn't make it as high of a priority as these other cities were yeah and Vegas didn't care they didn't Vegas care about how to do if you wanted to keep the damn team you would have tried harder it's going to be I can only imagine opening night in Vegas whenever they, because you got to think, they just bought the land. They got however many years, you know, to build a stadium, probably three, four years, I'm guessing. It'll probably be 2027, six, probably seven, when they, they actually open. Those, those games in Oakland are going to be so sad. And it's going to be such a switch. Of when they actually go to, I come on, their minor league team there packs house most nights. They have the most attended minor league games. They have more attendance than Oakland. There are yeah. multiple minor league teams that have more attendance. That have higher attendance than the A's. It, it's sad. You don't want to see them. It's sad when the Rays have more attendance, and the Rays always do good, but just nobody goes to those games. Well, that's because they're an hour and a half out of their city center. Yeah. Oakland is not an hour and a half out of Oakland. Yeah. They're not in the middle of downtown, but they're not, you know, super far from it or anything. Yeah. But it, it's just going to be, I can only imagine that stadium is going to be crazy the first season. Oh, yeah. It's going to be nuts. Even if they're bad, it's going to be crazy. Yeah. Um, but that's all I have to say about the A's. If you want to move on to tweet of yeah. the week, our yep. final quick segment. Um, my tweet of the week comes from Kirst, uh, because I really like the shit he says. And he tweeted <laughs> today, IKF is the greatest baseball player I've ever seen, which just hit the nail on the head. I think it was right after uh, he hit the two RBI single where he just reached out of the strike zone and just flipped it in the center. It was the game ceiling. Um, game ceiling hit and it, today he played like the greatest baseball player I've ever seen. 
Yeah. <clears throat> and I mean, honestly, we really need to change the name of this segment. It should just be Cursed Tweet of the Week. Because <laughs> <laughs> I honestly struggled. I had two Cursed Tweets. One's really quick, and it was just, I just laughed really hard when I read it. <clears throat> it was Yankees are trying too hard. I agree. Um, you know, calm down. It's only April. <laughs> but the real one, the one that I really wanted to, is just that he posted that meme. And it was just the, sometimes you got to walk away and say, fuck it, I tried. And you know what? We tried. We really did try. Yeah. But we didn't. We didn't, we didn't uh, well, prevail, uh, unfortunately. A lot of the team tried. This, this whole Boston Yankees series, we had good efforts by a lot of the team. We had bad efforts by a couple members of the team, too. But, <laughs> you know, it was just a... Typical, scary Boston, New York, East Coast road trip. And it just didn't end well for us. Yeah. Hey, no one threw up on the mound. We're already doing better than normal. Well, we didn't we win that? We won that series. <laughs> yeah, we did. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, that was in. That was in 2021, right? We ended up we won both the game that I think we won the game Bundy threw up on the mound. And then we won the game where Shohei gave up like seven runs in the first. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we lost a Heaney start because Heaney is... Huh. Heaney well, he's, is... He's himself. Heaney is good, but very inconsistent. It's strikeouts or 75 home runs. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, that about does it for this episode yep. of Hash and Halos. Um, if you like the episode, please go check us out on Instagram. Uh, we are hashing underscore halos there or on Twitter where we are the same thing. Um, thank you everyone for listening and we will see you all next week. Good night.